Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Jimmy. And today we're going to be covering the Disney Plus original series. What if? This is going to be a series premiere, episode one, entitled Captain Carter, I guess I'm going to call it. I actually could not find the episode name. Uh, Reason being is because, once again, Disney hooked it up for us and sent over not one, not two, but three episodes for us to pre-screen. It's actually Tuesday the 10th as of this recording, and the episode is going to drop on the Disney Plus platform tomorrow. So thank you so, so much to Disney for the pre-screenings. Obviously, we're going to avoid spoilers and keep the conversation on just that first episode But it's going to be tough, Jimmy, because these episodes were a lot of fun. I enjoyed them a lot. They were aesthetically pleasing and they weren't too serious. I didn't have to take them too seriously. All three of them were fun adventures. But again, we're going to try and focus on just the first one, focusing around the newly appointed Captain Carter. Yeah, I really enjoyed all three of these. Again, we're not going to talk about episodes two and three just because we want to leave out all the spoilers for you guys. But Episode one, this was the perfect choice for this uh, for this type of show to give a story that we all know and love. Steve Rogers becoming Captain America and flipping it just enough, just enough, not making it too crazy, but just flipping it enough so that there's a what if situation. And it's what if Peggy Carter became Captain America? What if she became the super soldier now? She's not from America, so there is a Captain Britain that exists in the Marvel Universe, but she's Captain Carter here. Um, I heard that as the show goes on and on, it's going to get crazier and crazier with all the different scenarios. But again, I thought it was really enjoyable to see just a very simple scenario. Captain America, the first Avenger movie, change a couple things. And talking about going back to Loki, we have our Nexus event. You know, the watcher didn't say it, but he said, here's the moment. And if the TVA existed, that moment when Peggy says, I'll stay, our timekeepers would have showed. Well, not the timekeepers, but but all of our our homies would have shown up and try to stop that from happening. So I thought it was awesome. I agree. Totally awesome. Owen Wilson would have been right there (laughs) at that moment in time, right when she said it. Uh, But it was very cool seeing the watcher's name is Uatu, right? Yep. That's his name, uh, voiced by Jeffrey Wright, who I thought did a really good job. I don't know. I, th- I thought he killed it. I also love Jeffrey Wright from Westworld and all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it, w- it was really cool kind of hearing his voiceovers and his commentary. And it would have made next to no sense to me if Loki didn't happen, you know, mm-hmm. the events of that. But then after that season premiere, busted everything wide open. It all just ties together very well. We've already commented uh, in our Loki coverage about how we like that, you know, what if is now canon uh, towards the MCU. So there are implications of what we're seeing in the show. It was it all tied together. Great. And I think you're exactly right. It's going back and revisiting these stories that we love. You know, this was just the Captain America, the first Avenger movie, and it just played out with just a few tweaks and it made it just a really enjoyable, refreshing new story. And I love Peggy Carter. I think I love Captain Carter even more. Oh yeah. It's it's awesome. And I could, I could totally see her popping up again as Captain Carter in the MCU and just, 
episode one, I'm already thinking, how does this, what are the implications for what we're going to see on the big screen? You know, how, how does it all tie together? And I, I can see those, those connections being formed. So it's, it's awesome. I'm pretty jazzed about it, Jimmy. Yeah, there are some heavy rumors that she's going to show up as Captain Carter in Multiverse of Madness. So that would be so awesome. Again, hitting us hard with episode one and then seeing that episode one goes directly to Multiverse of Madness while seeing Haley Atwell show up again as Captain Carter. You can't ask for anything better. Fans have been wanting some more Haley Atwell. They've been dying for it, especially because she's such a badass. We got Sharon Carter. We got the badass Sharon Carter, but we wanted Peggy Carter, too. We always get her kind of in the background. Obviously, she was a big part at the end of Endgame for for our boy Steve Rogers. But now with this Captain Carter story, we just want more. I'm ready for more for Captain Carter. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So let's let's kind of break down these these scenes in the episodes. What did you think of that quote unquote origin scene for the kind of minor tweak that changed everything and resulted in her becoming Captain Carter. I thought that was very well done. And I love Howard Stark. Tony's dad is the homie. Yeah, he is the man. And we got Dominic Cooper back voice acting for Howard Stark. So that was great. It was just so cool to have this come onto our screens and just see the movie in animated form. I love the animation. You know, I mean, these actors must think it's really cool, too, just to see them. You know, not only was the main characters, but the people in the background, the scientists who created the super soldier serum, uh, Dr. Erskine. We have uh, Arnim Zola later, the Hydra scientist. Mm -hmm. All these guys are getting animated versions of themselves. And it just looks so cool. And, yeah, we're basically rewatching Cliff Notes, pretty much version of of Captain America, the first Avenger until that first moment when Peggy says that she's not going to leave Steve and, you know, we see the, we see the sexual tension going, you know, they like each other and we know it. Um, But she says she's not going to leave. She sees someone who wants to blow up the, I guess the laboratory. Mm -hmm. It happens. She jumps in Steve. This is actually another thing that I want to talk about. This is such a great story for Steve Rogers too, because Everyone knows that Steve Rogers is special because of his personality and who he is, his character traits. Yes, he had the super soldier serum. And this was a huge thing that we talked about in Fat Dubs, Falcon uh, and the Winter Soldier. Yes, you can get the super soldier serum, but that doesn't make you a hero. That doesn't make you Captain America. It will increase or level up whatever personality traits you have. And this Steve Rogers never got the super soldier serum. He still jumped in front of a bullet. He's still ready to save the world and do the best he can. He sees someone else get the super soldier serum, take his place. And all he has is love for her. And all he wants to do is see her achieve her goals. And and he hates that she's being, you know, all the issues with her being a woman and everyone saying she can't be a big part of the war effort. This is a phenomenal uh, Steve Rogers story, along with a Peggy Carter story. Yeah, it's great because you don't ever really have to think, well, what would Steve be like if he never, you know, leveled up and was just always a wimp? But it's validating and you got to know he's just got a heart of gold. He was going to be Steve Rogers, whether he became Cap or not. But it was awesome to see it play out. One of my favorite storylines in this What If episode was the fact that an offshoot of, you know, Steve not getting the serum and it going into Peggy is that 
Steve kind of became the first Iron Man because Howard was then forced to, how do I get this guy able to fight? Right. So he kind of developed the first Iron Man suit, which pretty much looked exactly like what Tony did in Iron Man 1. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's very interesting just because he uses the Tesseract's power. Now, Tony, 60, 70 plus years later, whatever it is, uses another energy source to be able to create the first Iron Man suit. Now we're going back to World War II. The Tesseract is what makes Howard Stark be able to create this Iron Man suit. And like you said, how awesome is it? Like father, like son, they're creating a very similar suit. And you have to wonder, what does that do for the future of Tony Stark and Iron Man? You know, there's little changes here. But again, that ripples to way later, 60, 70 years in the future. This Iron Man suit is going to be way more advanced. And is Tony going to need it? And is Tony going to be the one to take over it? He's not the one creating it. Is it going to stay in the government now? Because technically Howard Stark works for the government. Is it going to be the smasher and stay as a government you know, tool, weapon, whatever you want to say. And that definitely has repercussions too, because we know all about Tony Stark not wanting his Iron Man suit or he wanted to pull everything out of the government weaponized business or whatever you want to say. So that's another thing to think about. It's really cool. Yeah, I wonder if they're even going to touch on some of the finer points like that, because if they ever do bring this Captain Carter into the mix, then stuff like that might just kind of be swept under the rug and be irrelevant, but, and they might just take the the big parts and the characters. Um, But yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the whole reason for this series is to ponder what if, you know, what Mm -hmm. would exactly the the different things be? So gosh, I I, I could pretty much bet that we won't get that answer. But again, like you said, what if that's just us having fun with it later, we watch the episode and we go, damn, what if, and you just start thinking and thinking and it's fun. And I'll just say we're not giving any spoilers, but it keeps getting better and better as the episodes go on. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I really like the third episode with something mm-hmm. else. I love the third episode and episode two has a has a nice spot in my heart as well. I but agree. We're getting agree. a little bit too ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. These these are quick hitting episodes. You know, they are. They are. I mean, we might as well just hit something really quick. There was a big question for everybody wondering who was going to be the voice actor for who you know we already confirmed some people were coming back some people weren't so for episode one obviously we know we had Haley atwell as peggy carter she came back she was a star like she's always been now we have dominic cooper as howard stark he was great too i love them giving him some more more screen time Sebastian Stan, our boy, he was Bucky. He didn't get a lot of screen time. He could use a little bit of a supporting character in this episode, but it's great to see him. Uh, Stanley Tucci was Dr. Abraham Erskine. He was the scientist who created the serum. Uh, Toby Jones was Arnim Zola. He was the Hydra uh, scientist who they stole. Captain Carter jumped into the tank and stole. uh, What was that? That was the Tesseract he had at the time, right? Would have been right. Yeah. And then Samuel Jackson, of course, at the end is Nick Fury. Jeremy Renner is Hawkeye. Neil McDonough. McDonough? Uh, McDonough. Yeah. He's Dumb Dumb Dugan. Another sim- similar thing. Uh, I can't believe they got him back just I know. to be Dumb Dumb in this. <laughs> but he is iconic. People yep. would have been like, hey, where, where is he? And like we already said, Jeffrey writes The Watcher. Um, we might as well do this for the listeners too. If they don't know exactly what the watcher or who the watchers are, like you said at the start, Uatu is 
technically our watcher. He's the Earth's watcher. There is many watchers for different universes, different planetary systems. Um, they're extraterrestrial beings. They're pretty much invincible. Their purpose is to witness and record the events of the Marvel Universe. And pretty much they're sworn to never intervene, no matter how catastrophic the events are. Now, Uatu has intervened. <laughs> yeah, that was the one article I was reading said that, put that in effect. And then it said, which is the one rule Uatu, Uatu routinely breaks. And he is is seen primarily with the Fantastic Four, right? With the Fantastic Four. They found him. He was on the blue side of the moon. That's usually where he watches from. And then he intervened when Galactus was and Silver Surfer were trying to pretty much destroy Earth and the world. And he was part of that to try to help them because he saw the danger in it. Not supposed to, but he did. What did it? So is he like uber powerful? I know they're huge, but yeah. is he like kind of on par extraterrestrial being that uh, Galactus would be? I mean, honestly, yeah, they're pretty much like we can make whatever we want happen, happen. Like yeah. they are they are ridiculous. And that's kind of the point that this is a Zach, the comic guy kind of question. But there is a situation um, early in their publication history that explains that they did at one point intervene and they were acting kind of like gods, I guess. And mm-hmm. they caused some turmoil they caused some death it was something where they just didn't like what happened based on what they thought that was they were doing the right thing and from there they made a pact saying that we will not intervene from this point forward so when our boy jeffrey wright says the watcher does not cannot will not intervene well he can like you know it says i cannot it's more based on like a pact that was made he has a contract Mm. with himself or whatever i cannot you know he can, but he's not going to. <laughs> now, that's another question. Is he going to in this series? Is there going to be a situation where the Watcher isn't just the narrator? That's another what if, you know, that, that could be. Oh, cool. yeah, that would be really cool. And I think it's just the concept of this Watcher character is really interesting to me. It's really just all of the larger than life characters in Marvel, like anything that's huge, just uber powerful, even by our standards. I'm really drawn to characters like that. And the Watcher seems to be like all knowing and he can't intervene, like unless he feels like it. Right. So he's kind of got ambiguous moral lines. Uh, But I really like the Watcher. He's going to be great. Um, the one question I had was, do these watchers interact with each other? I guess they must if they have this pack, but do they like converse and be like, this is what's going on with my neck of the woods? Yeah, I, I know that they actually like will put each other on trial and things like that. Like Uatu was getting in trouble for when he intervened at certain times in the, okay. in the publication history. So I'm guessing they do have some kind of communication with each other. Again, that that'll be a Zach the Comic Guy question. I'm sure he'll be yeah. on one of these episodes. And we know the watcher is the narrator for each one. So we'll be sure to ask him in one of our episodes. But yeah, I, I do believe they they communicate with each other. I went on Wikipedia really quick, and there is like 15 named watchers, actually. Yeah. It surprised me. Like I actually I knew a lot too. I knew a couple of the other ones, but I had no idea there was actually that many that are actually what named. Is, so what are what is kind of the breakdown? How are they split up? Like, what are their domains? Are, yeah, are they let me split actually pull that up really or? quick because that was definitely interesting to me mm-hmm. um, when I saw them by name. Okay, so when they're going by names, it actually doesn't really give them domains here. It'll say maybe they 
do at some point die and someone takes over. I'm not 100% sure on that. It says like the first one was the first ever watcher that was present during the universe's potential collapse. The Aaron is a renegade watcher that doesn't have its own uh, specific spot that it's watching. Uh, there's a watcher that, that came upon the first newborn Galactus and decided not to intervene, even though he realized that he or she, I don't know if it's, realized that it could have turned into Galactus, the eater of worlds, you know? Um, so yeah, looking through all these, yeah, it looks like, you know, there's some that are named that, you know, there's, there's this one Engu that was present during the trial of Uatu. Um, there's one that says this is a female watcher that lives on the floating Island called weird world. And I actually don't even know what weird world is. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess they're all over the universe. So but there is 20 named ones. So watch. they're just kind of around all the time, yeah. just watching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the coolest thing that I always thought, especially when I used to read the comics with Zach the Comic Guy when I was younger and he was uh, letting me read his, it's just cool to see that, like, you know something big is about to happen because you're just looking at a panel and then there's this huge watcher just chilling in the background. And he had to tell me, like, yo, that means something's going down, you know? So it's it's cool. I mean, it's really cool. I like how they animated him for the series. He looks cool with the with the shade over him, with his eyes glowing. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they actually give him some kind of MCU version of himself on the big screen. Honestly, otherwise, I mean, just in general, the episode was phenomenal. I really enjoyed it. The action scenes were great. I, anytime we get a chance to see choreography with the shield, especially mm -hmm. now that we're watching it with the animated version. So we could see even more over the top animated choreography. What are your general thoughts on the animation style that they selected? It's a little bit like, it's like three dimensional, you know what I mean? It almost reminds me of a, of a more stylistic, like star Wars, the clone wars or like yeah. a Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. For lack was... of any comparison, but a little bit more cartoonish. It's weird. I read online someone was saying like it's a version of like a Disney animated movie with a little bit of 3D added, like a little bit of a shittier mm -hmm. Pixar version. Like it's like, but it's it's a very unique animation style. And once you get used to it, I enjoyed it at least. You know, I liked yeah. it a lot. I thought it was cool that they went unique with it. Um, there is obviously a lot of choices you could make when it comes to just making an animated TV show. So I, I definitely enjoyed it. It was cool how they got pretty damn close to looking like the actors in a lot of ways, you know, yeah, and and sure. even and the voice actors were great. I mean, <clears throat> one of the glaring missing people on the episode was Steve Rogers, Chris Evans. But the voice actor, I thought, did great, you know, and they said themselves yeah, they said themselves that. Yes, we want them to sound like Chris Evans or like Robert Downey Jr. won't be on there. Scarlett Johansson won't be on there. Yes, we want them to sound like them, but they also need to give us the heart. It has to be an acting job as well. So we're not going to go just for an impersonator. It has to be someone who does well with the actual voice acting. And I thought they nailed it with Steve Rogers. Obviously, we love our boy Chris Evans. He's He's been in our hearts for 10 plus years, but this was a great portrayal of Steve Rogers, I thought. Yeah, definitely. No complaints there. I honestly didn't verify whether or not Chris Evans was. I knew mm. most of like the big ones. Chris Hemsworth isn't doing it. Tony or uh, Robert. He Downey actually Jr. is. He is. Chris Hemsworth. Is Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he it. is. But not you're right. Not Robert Downey Jr. Not Scarlett Johansson. There's a lot of the big ones, like you mm -hmm. said, that are missing. But I, I did actually read today because 
Thor is another one where you can kind of impersonate his voice if you want to. Yeah. So it's tough. Not that we've seen Thor yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I had to look that up too. So uh, point but yeah. being, I couldn't even tell. Is exactly. this Chris Evans? I was like, this sounds a little off, but I had to verify. I wasn't just like, yeah, this guy sounds like shit. So now very, very well done. The voice acting was was top tier. And like you said earlier, they got a lot of the actual cast to return. Which, if you look at the roster for this 10-episode series, it is a star-studded roster that it they is. have that's voice it, acting. I would like to know how much they got paid. And I wonder if it's on... I know that Marvel's starting to say that they're not going to do these big, huge contracts anymore where they're just like, mm-hmm. hey, you're going to be Steve Rogers and you have a 10-movie contract. Let's go. Kevin Foggy said, we want actors that want to actually stick with us. And yeah, it's annoying that we're going to have to try to re-up every every new movie but at the same time Mm. we want you to want to stay with us when you first sign on and we don't want you to feel like you're burdened by a contract so i don't know if it counts for some of their contracts you know appearances in a movie i mean like you said tom holland's another one that isn't on there as spider-man and is it because of sony i don't know i have no idea that's above our pay grade but you know, he's in, he's another big one that's missing, but I'm sure the voice actor will be good. I mean, that the other thing is, too, like just because you're a good actor doesn't mean you're going to be a good voice actor. You have to be able to, you know. Oh, yeah. So props to whoever did well. I mean, I heard some people saying that they didn't really like Sebastian Stan as much for Bucky because he was kind of in the background. They said he was seemed like an unenthusiastic voice actor. And it's like, all right, he's kind of in the background. Give him a chance. He's going to be in other ones. We know that from he the trailer. Had such a small part in this yeah. episode. People I mean, we know relax. for a fact that in and from the trailer, Winter Soldier version of him is going to be showing up. So he's going to get his chance. Mm-hmm. And we know Sebastian Stan's the man. So he'll do well. Sebastian Stan is the man. And going back to your point earlier about the contracts, I wonder how hard it's going to be because we hear about the people that are publicly, you know, Tom Hiddleston and Sebastian Stan were both like, hey, as long as they want me, I'm going to keep coming back. Yeah. I wonder how many people are like that or if maybe like RDJ behind the scenes was kind of like it's time to part ways. But I feel like for the most part, most of the actors that get involved with the MCU like to continue cashing in on the MCU. Yeah, I mean, if you're someone like Tom Holland or even Sebastian Stan who say like, we're such fans, you're getting paid, you're doing something you love and it's something content wise that you love. Like, why would you ever not want to keep doing it? You can't get away from the MCU because it's too good. I love it. Have we confirmed Chris Evans coming back? Yeah, there's some, there's been a, well, there was huge rumors that he was going to come back for one more. And we talked about, I think on WandaVision because that's when it broke. And we were saying, oh, it'd be cool if he was a scroll and only give him like a secret invasion cameo as a scroll. And then he's gone. Or a lot of people want to see a Disney Plus show or movie based on his time jumping when he's putting the stones back where they're supposed to be during Endgame. Instagram, Bingetown TV. That was a big one that we uh, posted uh, via comicbook.com. And people love that idea. But then I heard there's rumors that now it's three movies. But then again, I don't I don't know if there's any definite confirmation, but people are taking it like confirmation. I think that we will see him again. But who knows? Who knows? Do you want to? Of course, I want to see him again, but his story ended pretty well. So what like besides if you want to make him a scroll and then let him go away because he's a scroll and he's not actually Steve Rogers or something like that. Unless you just say, hey, I'm back what else is there to really do with them? I'm, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm I mean, not the 
you just watched the same Loki that I watched. They yeah. could do whatever they wanted <laughs> I mean, with they the could multiverses, bring a variant man. Steve. They could, yeah, variant Steve Rogers. And that's the thing that we talked about that in our Loki wrap up. Is that what we want? Do we want variants to cop mm-hmm. out deaths or or write offs? Like, do we want another Tony Stark at some point? Like, and you that's, know, that's that's the thing. That's I the feel like. Thing. Yeah, I feel like their removal from the franchise was just so iconic and satisfying for both of those characters that they would have to do it the right way if they wanted to bring them back in any capacity. And that's playing with fire. And I'm sure I trust that they know that. Um, That said, if they do do it right and it's just, you know, not a non overbearing cameo, you know, they don't steal the scene, but they're there. And I just saw Chris Evans, Steve Rogers. That would that would make my heart flutter, man. Hey, man, you know it would for me, too. You know it would for me, too. Oh, yeah. We talked about a lot of the parts of the episode. One of the big things we didn't talk about yet was Red, Red Skull. He was mm. great. I'm not 100% if that was the same voice actor or not. I think it was from Endgame. Um, it's Endgame, right? When he, yeah, when he shows up on the Yeah. Um, not positive on that, though. But, yeah, he was great as a villain for this for this episode. Again, we already talked about the choreography. The whole the whole premise was trying to use the Tesseract to bring the giant squid thing out the of Cthulhu the Cthulhu monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how great was that? That's one thing that using animation as your medium of choice, anything's fair game, you know? Like they could not have a squid monster coming through that portal, or at least they couldn't do it very easily if this right. was a live action production. But it's like, Okay, what do we want to have coming through this portal? Squid Monster? Yeah, animated in. Let's do it. Have Captain Carter and Iron Man Steve Rogers fight them off. That's why it's such a good idea to make this animated, like you said, just because mm-hmm. infinite possibilities. You could just write anything down and be like, let's freaking do it. As long as the voice actor's in, and that means that you can animate it and it can do whatever you wanted. I mean, how cool was it seeing Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter just grab a sword and start chopping off freaking tentacles. Yeah. The sword and the shield. She was killing it. She was. And big save at the end. You know, we obviously know that captain America, the first Avenger ends with, with Steve Rogers saving the world. If if that's how you want to say it. And then he makes the ultimate sacrifice and he goes under ice for 70 plus years. And then, he shows up and Nick Fury tells him it's been 70 years since the war. Now the ultimate sacrifice is Peggy saving Steve when this, what was it called again? The Hydra Smasher or mm, Hydra Smasher sounds right. Yeah. When he was in the Iron Man suit, pretty much it kind of powered down on him because he was no longer using the Tesseract and he was only using a little bit of the generator that Hydra had. So it powers down on him and Peggy has to save him pushing the big ass monster through the portal. She disappears saying, you know, you still owe me that dance. End of the episode. Sad, sad, sad. She comes back through asking where Steve is. And here we go. We have our nice little cameo from Nick Fury and Hawkeyes, Samuel Jackson, Jeremy Renner, Captain Carter's here. 70 years later, a little bit of a change, similar story, but now we have Captain Carter as, as Marvel's first Avenger. Awesome. 
And you got to wonder what was going on in that portal for 70 years that elapsed our time. Who knows what the time dilation going on there is, yep. but she was probably up to something. Although I guess when they came back through the portal, they were like yeah, squid, squid tentacles pieces, flying yeah, out. So it yeah. was probably pretty soon. It after. was probably just that time dilation where she goes in and out and she's like, holy shit, 70 years later. Yeah. So. I don't know. I love the character. I think we got another hero on the roster in Captain Carter. I hope that with Multiverse of Madness, we can only speculate what's going to happen, whether these people are going to be just one-hit wonders in the MCU actual movies or if they're going to come about and be a part of the MCU phases going forward. And I know that everybody would be welcoming Captain Carter as a main character going forward. I mean, we lost Steve Rogers as the leader of the Avengers. Who better than to take uh, his place than Captain Carter? Absolutely. I'm in. I'm in in too. Yeah, I'm in too. She would be able to interact with her daughter, Sharon Carter, and that would be that would be a whole thing. So that would be so that would be what? What do we say? Her great grandniece, not her daughter. Remember? Yeah, we did do that. Yeah. Great grandniece. Great grandniece. And yeah, she'd be a little bit upset if she finds out that she comes through some kind of multiverse situation and finds out that this version of her great grannies is the power broker and is not a good girl. Yeah, that would be a little bit disheartening for Peggy. She'd be yeah. like, come on, man. And she's going to be like, and also you you banged Steve. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on. <laughs> um, Jimmy, did you know that we're already confirmed for what if season two? No. Did that come yeah. out when? Yeah. Season, uh, oh. Let me just confirm well, that you on the, because you on the spot, but yeah, I am usually not the one breaking news. Yeah, Finstown uh, breaking news. I like that. Well, yeah, here you go. Season two confirmed. The good news is that there is going to be a second season. Yep. Marvel boss already confirms future of what if. Yeah, so we're good for Love season it. two. Why not? It's quick animated 30 minute episodes. Yeah, this is a slam dunk. I don't see why they would ever stop it, to be honest, unless it gets to be like paying the actors too much to do voices for half hour shows. But I, I I have no idea if how that works again above our pay grade, but I can't see why you would stop this. It's a replace them dunk. all with voice actors. Yeah, we just I mean, said the Steve Rogers as, one was good. As long as you <laughs> let the audience know that this is what it is. And it's because the voice actors decide themselves, meaning the main character actors decide themselves they're not coming back. Do it. Who cares? It's it's just the extra content that's fun. It's not like we're saying, you know, replace them. Anthony Mackie as Captain America on the big screen just because he doesn't, you know, he wants more money. It's a half hour animated show. I'm down. <laughs> Give us more content. Absolutely. Um, Jimmy, I'm good to go on this I'm episode. Good too. You good? Yep. We're all good here, folks. Keep an eye out for our continued coverage of what if we're going to be covering each episode week by week as they come out. And as always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast and i think we have one new thing to plug we We are up and running on the patreon jimmy if you have anything else to say this is the only time i'm gonna let anyone interrupt my (laughs) outro i don't even know what to say because you're so good at the (laughs) intro and outros but i will say we do now have a patreon exclusive content we've been putting up any of our 
available video interviews with the stars of, uh, of some of our favorite shows, exclusive Benchtown episodes, plus a lot more to come. I've had a lot of fun editing it. They're fun <laughs> episodes to record. Guys, jump on this Patreon. It's going to be fun. Would you like to uh, do the honors of the last sentence? I can't do it as good as you. So just hit me. <laughs> Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.